0: and get calm and it will drive. Are you be right now? We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course. Features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite. The deals. uh, The best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of. It it must must run on Linux and it it must must be really really good. these are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some ala mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead uh, may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, which is Hello friends and neighbors, welcome to episode number 401 of the Best Linux Games Podcast being recorded for you on this, the 1st of July, 2022 at 16.46pm Pacific Coast, Left Coast Coast for the most. This is our 4th of July weekend spectacular show, which is going to be spectacular because it's going to be so short. Isn't that right? Crack Engineer! Ivor Molina over there in the booth, isn't that right Ivor, we'll get the fucking case, you're fired Ivor, you're fired, we have very little time, and no one ever listens to this show, but I do love myself some fourth of July-ness, so, we just had our 400th episode, Monday, which we recorded late for you. Uh, oh, and that would, of course, make this episode for our sequel friends. 2022 7 uh, 0701 1646 yeah. p.m. Pacific Coast. Coast goes the most. Let's get straight to our top stories because I do not have a huge amount of time to record this, and almost no one ever listens to this special episode. So, happy 4th of July. Happy, safe, and healthy, and careful 4th of July. Sucks that this 4th of July is the first one that we're gonna have in 50 fucking years without Roe versus Wade. Sucks that we have an authoritarian fucking rogue Supreme Court. Sucks that we have one half of the country that is pledged allegiance not to the Constitution, to the flag, but to their party and to their cult leader. It sucks that we had to watch this week a magnificent you want to talk about patriotism on this 4th of July? My Cassidy Hutchinson. Who literally, if you've never read the Ursula K. Gwen story, the ones who walk away from Omalas, she is the one who walked away from Omalas. This chick just gave up her entire life and she's 26. She's getting death threats from people all because she did the right thing. And you know, she didn't even have to swear an oath. I don't think. Uh, she was the aide to, uh, the chief aide, the fucking... Yeah, chief aide or whatever the fuck, uh, to uh, Mark Meadows, that cocksucker. Um, and she told us some amazing things. Most of all, she told us that President, former President Trump, um, when he was told that people who were assembling for his rally at the Ellipse were getting rejected because they couldn't go through the uh, magnetometers because they were carrying firearms. Trump said, no, let them all in. I want a bigger crowd. I don't care if they're armed. They're not here to hurt me. Then we'll all march to the Capitol. And we'll overthrow the government. And we also learned that he had this fucking insane Darth Vader parting the crowd. Tear this ship apart! I want those votes! With the Secret Service in tow through the middle of the melee onto the Capitol floor, ostensibly. Which is absolutely insane. Thank you, Cassidy Hutchinson. You are a absolute patriot. And uh, I'm sure you'll land on your feet and uh, we owe the entire country owes you a debt of, grab, of gratitude so, Ivor's holding up the whiskey sign, Ivor didn't I say that you're fired you're fired, Ivor, that's a good idea though, so cheers to Cassidy Hutchinson to all patriots, especially the patriots in Ukraine, Slava Ukraini who are currently fighting on the front lines of a proxy war for all of represent- representative democracy and the cumulative uh Wealth of sanity, however modest it may be, it's been accrued over the last 250 years of the grand American experiment in government by the people, for the people, and of the people. Cheers to the real patriots and to absent friends. So we have a rather short show for you this week, because no one ever listens to their 4th of July spectacular, and they keep getting longer and longer. We're going to try to keep this very short. Isn't that right, Ivor? Isn't that right? Oh, we'll get the case, Gregor. We'll get the case. We'll get the case, won't we, Gregor? We'll get the fucking case. Ivor, you're fired. There you go. You know, I sold tapes every day, me and Freddie B. Been famous since 1983, give me $10 and you straight can blast rep all about you called the special request of land. You know I go way back. Cool knots, fat stangs, and Cadillacs. Homeboys, put burners on any car. 6 by 9 smoking burner. So, I have a couple of updates for you in our top stories and then we'll get straight to our feature, which is just a feature that we're calling Not Ready for a Review, which is a review, but it's not a review. So you can't even trust it. So it's totally pointless. But then we have our usual 4th of July antics and stuff like that, so stick around. In one hyper-ironic fucking turn of events, yesterday I logged into Steam, the Steam client, and I got a fucking desperate notification that, like, covered the entire screen. My Steam deck is now finally ready. Now, for those of you who do not know, on day one of pre-order, I pre-ordered. I think Blaster PR got his He he pre-ordered at the same time and he lives in Puerto Rico. I think Blaster got his what, 2 months ago? He got his like physically got his Steam deck. I can't even afford this and they're saying that if I don't pay now that I lose my spot in the queue, so I guess I'm never getting a Steam Deck, which sucks. But when I got back from Hawaii and I had to pay for a fucking whole new video card, Jesus Christ! In the middle of that crunch, too, it's two grand for like a, it was right around there, like six, 1700, 1,700 bucks, and I just got back from Hawaii, so I was like, I was like, all my savings, that was all my Steam Deck money, that was all the money. That's why I'm broke right now. So, fuck you, Valve. It sucks. Like, I don't know why. I was last... I was first... I was Philo. I was Philoed by those fucks. I was first in, last out. And that sucks. So I'm gonna miss out on that, and I'm kinda depressed about that, but whatever. You know, I got BPR helping me test stuff. Speaking of which, also in our top stories... Um, the one game that I got from the Steam summer sale, which I guess we're not going to be covering even at all. I might just go through and visually look at, you know, whatever the, whatever some of the deals that I picked up this week were with like the last of my $20 on my credit card. But, um, (laughs) the one game that I picked up before our 400th episode that I really wanted to make work I tried everything to make this game work. It's called Unravel. Uh, U-N-R-A-V-E-L. It's $5. It's an origin-thin-client game where you play a character named Yarny in a side-scrolling 3D platformer that's, like, absolutely gorgeous, and you're made of yarn. So it's like... Bayonetta was designed by people who had invaded my brain in my subconscious mind, my conscious mind, and, you know... I've been monitoring my life and development from the future using insane technology. And then they made the ultimate game to appeal to my um my own innate love of unbelievably hot librarians and psychotic gunplay at the time. Um, and so uh, fly me to the moon and let me play amongst the stars. I mean, I cried the first time I played Bayonetta. I I really did. I just, I, I was like, oh my god. Someone is as fucked in the head as I am, and this is the most amazing game. So, as much as Bayonetta was, like, designed to appeal to those aspects of my personality, I mean, my god, what a game. Uh, Unravel was the game that was meant to, appeal most to, like, my emotional and whimsical sense of what video games could be. I cannot fucking make it work! It's the only game out of all of these games that I cannot make fucking work! I got so frustrated, I gifted it to Blaster, because I read on ProDunDB that some people had it running on Steam Deck, and I was like, can you, can you run this on Steam Deck? Can you run this on your NVIDIA? Because he's got an NVIDIA card, too. I got 10... I got 1080... No, I got a... What do I have? A thirty eighty? I don't know. Shit! It's gonna take for Ivor, We're gonna be here till Christmas. We're gonna be here till next Fourth of July. F. Let's see. What do we got? What do we got? I, I can't believe I can't. I'm just. I'm having a uh, a senior moment. I'm about to turn forty three. Um. 3080 Ti. There we go. Okay, sorry about that. And so he has an NVIDIA card too. He said he got to run I mean, I tried everything. I tried every version of Proton Experimental. I tried every version of Proton GE. Um, The only thing I have not tried is actually updating my graphics drivers to 515. I'm still running 510s for the NVIDIA because the 515 breaks, uh, pinball effects 3 for me and that game I can't live without I've been playing a lot of it so yeah I can't get Unravel the work maybe you can't it's $5 it looks unspeakably charming so there's that it's just so funny that yeah, I make it eight for golf, and you bet your life it rains. The one game, I bought like all these games, let's see, open them. Ivor, you're fired! Ivor was supposed to do all this shit for me, so that we could get in and out in under 30 minutes, but, evidently not. Okay. I also have one other top story before we get uh, to our uh, not ready for review, or no, for our, our, our summer sale quick picks, which will not be mentioned in in the show notes this week, they will just be in the show. Um, cause I don't even know if we're gonna find anything. Why is this taking forever? What? Ivor? Simon Theodore? Jesus Christ, what the fuck? There we go. Miss America. So our one final thing Jesus won't even let me close this fucking stupid window. Fuck you, man. Jesus. Now it says I have an account alert on my on my Steam client. I want to read um I should have put this into last week's episode. But you want to talk about fighting for freedom, you want to talk about American independence, you want to talk about representative democracy, etc. I didn't realize this until yesterday when I, I saw that I had new messages to things. Um, one that I had posted on uh Okay, I found it. So I posted this on June eighth to Slava Ukraini, the free-to-play game that is a first person shooter. You should you should just download it just to support. It's free. There's nothing you can buy. Um, but they do ask you in just like their product description, um, to donate to to help Ukraine. And if you want to talk about like American Independence Day, if you want to talk about independence across the world, if you want to talk about freedom this is the thing so I posted a thing on June 8th to the discussion boards and the developer got back to me the next day but I never saw it so my original post was I really wish you guys would charge like 3 to 5 dollars for this game I know it was done fast but for the right reasons and then you could be sure I would have sent you money regardless Slava Ukraine glory to Ukraine and Matthias, the developer replied the next day and I didn't see it until yesterday and he replied directly to me. And this is—I should have put this in the community letter, the, in the, the development open letters from developers, in in last week's 400th episode. Because this, but it's 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 fine. It's great for the Fourth of July. I briefly considered charging a small amount for the game and donating it all to the armed forces of Ukraine, but I didn't for several reasons. One, people would likely suspect it to be a scam and that I would keep the money. Two, I have a couple of other hobby games that are not free out on Steam and it would be very hard to calculate which revenue was from this game and which was from the others. Steam doesn't really detail the actual payments. I'd have to spend time managing the actual donations and figure that time is better used developing the game, which is absolutely true. This guy is a fucking hero. Four, the revenues from Steam are transferred one month after they're earned, so there would be a de- delay of at least one month for every transaction. Five, Steam charges a percentage of each sold game, while direct donation to the National Bank of Ukraine ensures everything goes to the right recipients. Six, besides Steam's percentage, there are added taxes, both that in the US and company taxes in my own country. And seven, besides Steam percentage and taxation, payments made to me is in SEK, and and the banks take their due by way of their own exchange rates. So I opted instead to ask people playing the game to make a donation directly to the MBU, National Bank of Ukraine, a special account for funding of the armed forces. I realize that most players won't bother to do so, but I'm still hoping that at least some will. And while on the subject... I'll take the opportunity to ask again, and he has a tendency to close most of his messages like this. Brave Ukrainian men or women are fighting to defend their country and their freedom against Putin's aggression. They have courage and willpower in abundance, but they need all the equipment and support that they can get. You can all make a difference here, so please, if you're reading this but still haven't made a donation to that cause please consider doing so. It's very simple, and every single cent counts. And then he has the link to the National Bank of Ukraine's specific fucking account for military. And he says, if the link doesn't work, try pasting the URL into your web browser or just Google MBU special account and you'll find it. As always, before you make a donation to any cause, please check the validity of the recipient. So on 4th of July, these people are fighting a monstrous enemy in an unspeakable war of aggression that they did not choose and they're fighting on all of our behalf and they're getting killed they're getting killed so I'm gonna copy this link and I'm gonna put it in our show notes for this week and um, I hope you'll you know, even if you got like twenty bucks, you know what's twenty bucks? It's two packs of cigarettes out here in Vegas. It's four gallons of gas, maybe if you're no it's three but these these are the good guys. so please do not forget about the current fights for democracy. And uh, also, you should call your Congress person and yell at them about Roe versus Wade. But that's a different story. So, Fourth of July spectacular. Oh yeah, our summer, our Steam Store summer quick deals. Okay, we're not even gonna like fucking add this to um. The show notes, we're not gonna have this on the on the episode's webpage. So these are them. SOCKS. Yes. <laughs> yes. These are these are those. SOCKS. In Spanish. Um, okay. I already mentioned unravel. Uh all of Pinball FX3's table packs are 50% off with the exception of the Indiana Jones. Uh table, which is like only 10% off because it's so brand new and it's so awesome, but all those table packs are fucking good! And they're cheap and some of them are even cheaper than, uh, normally they go for $9.99, they're they're like $5.99 now, but some of them are even cheaper than that like some of the original tables, the older tables, are like $3 for like five of them or whatever. Um, I spent 20 bucks, and I, I once again for the third time have re-upped on all my tables, all my licensed tables uh, for Pinball FX, because it doesn't, they don't go, they don't run cross-platform, so you have to. It's like I, I own them for the Switch, I own them for the iPad, and I own them now for Steam, but. Pinball FX 3 is awesome another game that I got that was really cheap was Boris and the Dark Survival which I only played until I died and I died very quickly it's a crazy cool game, if you like Cuphead you will like Boris and the Dark Survival which is around $2 Uh, there's Unravel uh, Marlo Briggs Marlo Briggs and the Mask of Death is what happens when you cross a beat-em-up with an RPG and throw it into like a three-dimensional Tomb Raider 2013 style reboot action movie starring uh, like a black uh, Kurt Russell against Lo Pan in Big Trouble from Little China in like a Mayan death cult mining operation. It's really cool. It's like a dollar. Um, garage Bad Trip super cheap top down uh, zombie survival game where you wake up in a garage kind of a roguelike, kind of story driven, good sense of humor nice production values, it's like two dollars um Rayman Origins which is an origin thin client game so that kind of sucks cause like you know you never can tell if it's gonna work or not sometimes even games that I've played significant amounts of time in using the Origin Thin Client they'll update the Thin Client and it'll update fine sometimes they'll update the Thin Client it will not update at all and the game will be broken for months but Rayman Origins is like $6 and that game is normally like 20 bucks. it's a good game I don't know if Rayman Legends which is my personal favorite um Let's find out. Ivor, you're fired. This would be the only bit of research that we've done that's significant for... Yeah, Rayman Legends is also on sale. And they have a free demo, but you don't want the free demo. You want to get this before the Steam Store sale. Steam Summer Sale... Steam Store Summer Sale ends on July 7th. Rayman Legends is seven, 75% off at $7.49 down from $29.99. That, that game is awesome. I don't know if we ever got around to reviewing it but I've spent more than enough time to tell you that that game is fucking awesome. And at $7.50 or whatever, you want that game. Um Other games that are on my list are Oh, there's a huge list here. It doesn't matter. So there you go. Those are some uh, some good deals that are you know maybe on the more obscure side, which is kind of like the ideal side for us to you know be a useful you know things that you might miss. You know what I mean? Another another game that I have not tried yet is Battlefield Bad Company Two, which I think was half off at twenty bucks. Um, I haven't seen if I have not. I've yet to see if it works on Linux. Um, but other than that, there's nothing that's that extremely. Oh, yeah. This game is pretty cool. I only played it for like two minutes, but it's really well produced. It's called ST Hell, like ST Hell. It's 33% off down from $4, $2.67. It's a first-person shooter roguelike where you leave your tiny base at the start of every life and you ascend to the surface and then you fight the robots in a final last stand, which you're going to lose, but you unlock shit along the way. And it's all in this very tiny arena-sized map that's... it's totally worth $2.70. So that brings us to our feature. Ivor, base them with the feature, and then we'll get out of here. Who do you think? Oh my god, it's the Livians! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scookie. So, our feature this week, as I intimated in the uh, top stories, is a new type of feature that we're calling NOT READY FOR REVIEW! Which means that this I have not yet played enough time in this game to meet um, our requirements. We have editorial requirements. I'm not even joking. I know some people think that this is a joke. It's not. We do not review... Games that we have not either one beaten, two have not logged 20 hours in, and three do not feel that we have a complete understanding of. We don't review them. And the reasons why there's three, re- three, three requirements before we can, before we are willing to review a game is that some games take hundreds and thousands of hours to beat. If we, if we feel that we've played 20 and that we feel we understand the game then we'll review it but if we've played 20 hours and we don't feel that we understand the game yet fully then we won't review it if it takes us 150 hours we still won't review it if we don't understand the game even if it's like a thousand hour game you know and some games don't have endings the, uh, the flip side of this review policy is that some games can be beaten in like three hours and yet some games can be beaten in three hours and you don't understand the entirety of the game so if it takes you know three hours to beat the game and I beat the game and I understand the game and I feel like I have a very good understanding of the game then I can review it without having spent 20 hours in it the reasons for this are pretty obvious because you want to be able to give an authoritative fucking review. Well, this is not that, and it's not a feature. It's one of the games that I've had the most fun playing and some of the most frustrating moments with uh, over the past two months since we originally uh, mentioned it on the show. It's called Death Run TV, and it's basically a retelling of Running Man slash Smash TV, Super Smash TV, in procedurally generated arenas where you fight monsters in pseudo-3D as you try to pick up hostages who can get killed by the wall saws and all this other shit. When... These hostages are your fans, and they're wandering around blindfolded. So when you touch them, you take off their blindfold instantaneously, and they begin to follow you, and they form conga lines. You can have, like, dozens and dozens and dozens of them. Then you take them to the fan deposit slot, which will, depending on how many fans you've deposited, will give you bonuses and perks. You have full control over your left and right hands in the game. It's a single it, it works with twin stick uh, game pads or it can be more precisely played with a mouse but I can't play it with a mouse and keyboard because I have carpal tunnel so but it works great with uh, it's and it's very satisfying once you get the light touch necessary to keep from pressing the sticks down which every time you pr- tap the stick down you know like R3 or L3 um, like pressing it physically down uh, makes you use one of your super bombs which kills everything on the screen and you have very few of those but there, you can replenish them the perks and the weapons are amazing the action is awesome and intense the gameplay is taut terse, hilarious and challenging it is a game of reflex more than anything else but it's also a game of trivially light strategy and trivially light tactical considerations because if you get pinned down in any one place for too long, eventually other enemies will spawn these generic enemies that are just fucking monstrous. And the enemies are pretty smart. they know how to hunt you and you gotta you know you gotta keep going, you gotta keep moving. And there are all these uh, environmental obstacles and hazards. The game is never the same game twice, but here's the caveats. I've only played nine hours of this game. I've only gotten to the second boss. The se- By the way, that's hard to do. I only have two out of 17 achievements for Death Run TV. But I have beaten the first boss. I've almost beaten the second boss one time. But I have unlocked all of the guns and all of the perks. And I have done a lot of runs in the game consider that a single run in the game is generally it takes about 2 minutes and 45 seconds to beat the first studio to get to the end of the second studio it takes, a n- it takes a little bit longer it takes about like 5 more minutes so like your average game is going to be between 2 minutes and 30 seconds if you get to the end of the first studio and most of the time you won't so we'll, we'll knock that down to like a minute most games are going to be under 2 minutes. Even once you get good at the game and unlock all your favorite weapons and stuff. Cuz you can just make one mistake and you can you only have you can only take 3 hits in the first studio. And the more hostages you deliver, not only do you get perks, you can also get heart, you know, health restored, but you know, you can take 3 hits very quickly. So it's kind of like this weird awesome roguelike hyper produced hyper-dystopian, hyper-polished, very smart, very funny, um, violent, monster, suicidal, shooting orgy of violence for big money, big prices. What could be more 4th of July? So, at 9 hours, that means, Alexa, uh, what's 9 times... Never mind. 9 times 9 no, Alexa, times stop. Time. Uh... something like 500 runs I would say that I've done and probably about 200 of them have been since I've unlocked everything and I don't think I'm ever going to beat this game I don't think I'm ever coming back to it and that's for two reasons although it is one of the most fun pick up and play instantly enjoyable games and it's so fast that It doesn't matter if you suck you have a good time playing it and so like you know you can burn 45 minutes in this game like instantaneously and they're all in these tiny little bite sized nuggets and you keep unlocking all this stuff. Eventually once you unlock everything though you just unlock cosmetic upgrades so there's no more there's nothing more to look forward to for me and I can't seem to beat the fucking second level the second studio. It's very hard. I don't know how many studios there are. I don't know how the game ends. And I'm probably never going to know how the game ends. But I've had a blast with Death Run TV. And were it not for the only single problem I have with this game, it would probably win our Worthful Price, any price, all days, any day, any year, any decade, you know, for all time award. But I can't give it that because the game is also at least on Linux, it's been not super crashy, but in a game where it's a roguelike, where if you lose your run, it's gone. The crashes seem to have happened on some of my better runs, which is another thing that makes me pretty certain that I'm never going to be able to beat the game, because there is no ability to save mid-run. You have to do the whole fucking run in one sitting. That's why it's called Death Run TV. Big money, big prices, I'd buy that for a dollar. Um and so the crashes really, really dampen my enthusiasm. Also, like I said, it take you need to develop light, a light touch on the controllers. But eventually, what you'll find, at least playing it twin stick style, is that the game is so performant and so um The controls are so tight and so good that you will be able to play twin stick style and it won't feel like the twitchy orgy of chaos and weird button mashing and stuff, especially once you understand that when you go up to a weapon and you press X it equips it to your left hand and when you press B it equips it to your right hand. And then, and you can fire both at the same time. And some of the weapons are amazing. The enemies, less so, but the amount of strategy... Low strategy, intense tactics, and super intense action and awesome premise make the game super fun. The crashes do not make it super fun. The degree of difficulty is, I think, about right for where it should be in this game. But the crashes... It's only happened three or four times out of you know, almost ten hours, but that's enough. Um, and the game is hard. It's, it's a It's a difficult game, which is cool. I wish the unlocks didn't come as fast and as furious as they do early on in the game. They could have padded it. They could have really strung me along by not allowing me to unlock everything before ten hours but that is still 500 runs and i'm probably just not very good at the game just the same i can't give it our highest award but i do heartily recommend it especially for fans of smash D- super smash tv running man and other dystopian um movies and stuff and there is a free death run tv demo that you can play uh The full game, though, is $14.99 and I think it's worth that but it's not going to be worth that forever and it will go on sale eventually. It's not the world's greatest game ever made, but you will have a ton of fun playing it. And that'll do us for this week this year's 4th of July Spectacular it's a short one and as always I need guts. Guts! Play us out, Ivor! Give me some stars and stripes forever. Cheers, happy and uh, healthy and a safe uh, 4th of July weekend. Please check out the show Blurb this week and give, you know, some scratch to the Ukrainians. They need it very badly and they are fighting for our freedom as much as for theirs. They are the, they are taking the brunt of what we will have to take in our stead, and we owe them everything we can do to support them and help them and not forget them, especially not this 4th of July weekend. Happy Independence Day, everybody. Cheers. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Guts. Guts. Ten minutes of moral message, you know? Race relations thing, world peace thing, understanding brings love thing. Love brings understanding. Controversy, bitch. You know, tough, you know, but uh, warm. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you. Walked out of the restaurant, huh? Sloan makes you an offer and you walk. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, Maybe E.B. Farmer. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm going to try Four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy, yaddy, oh. The four or five times. We're going to have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yaddy, yaddy. The four or five times. Met Damien. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Well, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not the problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, Ev Farmer. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here, I'm there, I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die.